Welcome to the Fit and Fulfilled Podcast. My name is Kashpu and I am your host. I am a mind-body manifesting coach and founder of the wellness consulting business, K-Way. I am committed to helping you tap into the infinite power you hold when it comes to intentionally creating a more abundant life that gets you jumping out of bed with excitement. Over here, we chat about all things mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health to help you constantly manifest bigger and better for yourself. So grab a cup of coffee, bottle of kombucha, or a glass of wine, and let's chat. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Fulfilled Podcast. My name is Kesh and I'm your host. On this podcast, we chat about all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. And the whole crux of this show is for you to realize how freaking powerful you are when it comes to creating the outcomes you want to be living. How to actually draw in the outcomes that not only look good on paper, but that light your soul on fire, that lead you jump out of bed with so much joy and gratitude and excitement for your life overall. And with this podcast, I really try to break down the process of manifestation into concrete, tangible, and actionable steps so that you're able to not only understand the process of manifestation on a conceptual level, but also use these principles as a way to transform your life in every single area. And so if you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm so excited for you to be here. And if you are a longtime listener, I am so, so grateful that you tune in every week, twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. That is when an episode goes live. And before we go into today's episode, which is the three things I will never do as an intentional manifester, because when you know better, you do better. But before we get into it, I wanted to share something so freaking excited. I have officially launched my dun 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 upcoming masterclass, the Magnetic Manifestation Masterclass. Oh, just the idea of it is already getting me so excited. And with this masterclass, you are going to learn exactly how to activate your internal magnet so that you're able to make massive moves forward. The actual masterclass is going to be on the 22nd of March, 2023 at 5 p.m. Gulf Standard Time. If for whatever reason you are not able to make the session live, don't you worry. There will be a replay so you can catch the recording, which I will be sending out. There will also be time for Q&A, and trust me, you do not want to miss this masterclass, especially if you are even remotely into manifestation. This is the stuff that's going to change your manifesting practice, and you will learn exactly how to activate your internal magnet so that you're no more chasing, struggling, hustling, trying to make things happen, but instead you are learning how to tap into your innate ability to draw in your outcomes, how to allow your desires to come to you. And when you do this work, you will find that you're not only will your desires come to you effortlessly, but things you didn't even know you wanted, you're just seeing abundance being reflected back to you everywhere you go. I mean, just yesterday, I was on my laptop doing some work. My phone goes off, pick it up. I got a text message from Kipson's, which is an online grocery store in Dubai. They've just decided to add 50 dirhams to my account as a free gift. That's about like $15. <laughs> it was like amazing groceries on Kipsons. But that's the thing is that when you learn how to activate your magnet, we all have, we all have been born with this magnet. It's just that it's so dormant within so many of us. You will find that you're able to receive your desire with so much more ease and doing half the amount of work you think you need to do. And so if this is something which you are ready for, which I mean, honestly, I don't know why you would not be ready for it. It's going to be amazing. 
then you can head to the show notes for the link to purchase your spot. And if you purchase your spot before Thursday, I think that would be the 9th of March, you will be able to access the pre-sale rate, which is mere $88. $88, that is nothing. The price will be going up on Thursday. So I would, I would honestly run. I would not walk. And so I look forward to seeing you. And if you have any questions about the masterclass, you can come find me on Instagram. My handle is at kushbu.kway. Oh, I'm so excited about it. <laughs> Anyways, we are talking about the three things I will never do as an intention manifester, because like I said, when you know better, you can do better. And now the more and more I understand how manifesting works, there are some things which I wish I could go back and tell my old self, girl, these are things we're not allowed to do. So the first thing is, I will never play the victim card. In fact, I think that's one of my biggest pet peeves in life is when people around me are playing the victim card. And that means I will not blame anyone or anything for my circumstances. I will not complain. Or, and if I find myself complaining, I will stop the momentum as quickly as possible. And I will not justify for the way things are. Because when we play the victim card, we are essentially saying, I have no control over the circumstances in my life. You are so freely externalizing your power and letting something outside of you decide what unfolds for you. And a lot of times we play the victim card as a way to abdicate responsibility, especially when we're facing unwanted circumstances. Nobody wants to own up to the fact that on some level they created it. Because whether or not you're intentionally manifesting, you've been manifesting since the day you were born through your thoughts, your feelings, your actions. But again, if you don't understand how manifesting works, most of the time it's on an unconscious level. And the beauty is the minute you can put down the victim card, and take full ownership for everything you're experiencing in your life, that is how you step back into your power. That is how you get behind the driving wheel and you're able to steer that wheel in the direction you want to go. Because the cool thing is, is that if you created everything you're living today, there's nothing stopping you from creating something better. Just It just involves a bit of intention. And the biggest reason I find why it's so easy to play the victim card, and because again, it's it means it's, that we have to take responsibility for what's in front of us. But the biggest reason we do so is to avoid the shame that comes with taking responsibility. And a lot of times when we can, when we're facing an unwanted circumstance, so let's say your partner cheated on you, or maybe you lost a bunch of money, or you're not invited for, or to hang out with certain people that you want to hang out with, or you're facing a health issue, whatever it is, I empathize. But on some level, yes, we did create it. And the thing is that it's... When we lean into it, that notion of it, it makes us feel ashamed of ourselves. But that's why working on your relationship with yourself is so important. And when you can now get to a place of self-acceptance, and I don't expect anyone to get to that place overnight. It's a lifelong journey, I truly believe. I mean, I accept myself so much more today than I did even a month ago. But have I fully accepted myself unconditionally? No. And it's okay, but as long as I'm moving forward. But when we can just even allow ourselves to start accepting ourselves and not come from a place of judgment and attack and look at our issues as a re another reason to feel bad about ourselves, but instead realize that when I take responsibility, that's how I'm showing up for myself. That is how I'm building trust in myself. That is how I'm flexing my confidence muscle. That is how you empower yourself. That is how you raise your point of attraction and you go from being helpless and powerless into a state of power and you tap into your own innate ability to create the outcome you actually want to be experiencing. So I will never play the victim card. And when I find myself doing it, because trust me, it is so easy. We all know that it's so easy 
to have a pity party for one, but it really serves no purpose. And, you know, another way we don't realize that we're playing the victim card and happens on such an unconscious level is when we're just dwelling in our problems when we're just talking about our problems on and on and on. And when we are staying stuck in the problem, we aren't open to the solution because you will not be able to find the solution in the same level of awareness that you created the problem. And that is why, yes, talk to a few people about your problems, share your problems with trusted individuals. I mean, the, I'm the last person to tell you to bottle up what you're feeling because you have to liberate yourself. But there comes a point that after you've dwelled about it, like then it's like, okay, can we move forward? Yes, this this is an issue I'm facing, but by me talking about it, all I'm doing is energizing the problem. And that's why with my friends as well, like my, again, I, not to everyone, because I mean, I don't give unsolicited advice by any means, but like with my best friends who I really, you know, think of them as family, like I, they know that I'm a hundred percent a safe space and we have very, very vulnerable conversations. But once they've shared that, Hey, I'm having a down moment or I'm feeling a bit crap, whatever it is, then I'm like, okay, how can we fix this? How can we move forward? And I expect them to do the same with me, to listen to me, to hold space for me, but to also now push me towards moving forward. But by me constantly listening to their problems, I'm just enabling them. And I'm just essentially helping them stay stuck. And so that's the first thing I'm not going to do is play the victim card. The second thing that I will never do, at least not intentionally, and if I catch myself doing it, I'm going to stop it really fast, is I will never chase after a desire. In fact, I will not chase, period. Because when you are chasing something, it implies that it is running away. And none of us like to own up to the fact that we are operating from a chasing energy, but we do that, whether it's with a potential partner, friends, customers, clients, money, a specific job. But the more you chase, the more you repel. The more you chase, the more you put that desire on a pedestal and you create a misalignment between you and your desire. And that is the resistance that is preventing it from actually coming to you. And this is why the work I do with my clients creates such amazing results. Because when you work on your relationship with yourself and really get to a place of unconditional wholeness and worthiness and really honor who you are as a person, not on a surface level, only when you receive praise or accolades, but even in your lowest moments to really value yourself on a visceral level, and just get grounded in who you are as a person and really see how much you bring to the table, irrespective of your desire. That is how you get back into alignment with yourself. And when you are in alignment with yourself, because your life is a mirror of you, you are naturally in alignment with the world around you, including the desire you want. But so often we are bending over backwards for other people. We're making other people or desires better than us. We're expecting those desires to complete us, to make us feel whole. I'll feel good enough when I hit X amount of money or lose a certain amount of weight or my relationship status changes, whatever it is. And it's not to say that you won't feel amazing once that desire unfolds, but check yourself. Where are you placing your worth on external circumstances? Where are you telling yourself that you are not good enough? Where are you not valuing yourself? Because the more you expect something or someone outside of you to complete you, to make you feel whole, all you're doing is creating separation between you and your desire. And so one of the easiest ways to know, am I chasing after desire? It's in simple terms, are you feeling thirsty? <laughs> like, and we know when you really want something, it is this feeling you can't stop thinking about it, but not from a pleasant way, from a desperation way. 
And when you find yourself in that state, all you need to do is nervous system, nervous system, nervous system, regulate your nervous system, get so grounded and shift your focus completely inwards, shift your focus all on you and really treat yourself like the divine human that you are. And if that made you feel uncomfortable, lean into that discomfort because that's the resistance that's keeping you stuck. But at the end of the day, no matter what your spiritual or religious beliefs are, you are an extension of source energy, whether that's for you, God, universe, angels, nature, you are an extension of it. But the more you look outside of you for something to make you feel whole, you are resisting that divine presence that exists within you. And that is why you are struggling to draw in your desire. And the amazing thing is, is that when you get back into alignment with yourself and you choose you, you choose you over every other desire, in that state of alignment, you will become a magnet for all that you want. In that state, that is when your desires start to chase you. There's no more hustling, fussing, stressing, trying to make things happen. But instead, now you're in a state of allowing. You're allowing your desire to come to you because you cannot be in a state of receptivity and chasing. It's either or. And so if you're chasing, you're not able to receive. And the third thing I will never do, well, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I have a fourth one. Hmm, maybe I'll share a bonus. Let's see how I'm feeling by the, by the time I finish this third pointer. Is the third thing I will never do is I will never expect something or someone outside of me to feel a certain way. Because when it comes to manifestation, your emotions are essentially what draws in your desired outcomes. Your thoughts have an electrical charge in that they create an emotion. Your feelings have a magnetic charge and they draw in your desire. And if you want to be an energetic match to your desire, it really comes down to, I need to tune my frequency to that desire. I need to start embodying the version of me who has a desire. And I need to start feeling like the version of me who has her desire. But again, when we're placing our joy or our abundance or our level of peace, calmness on something outside of us, so I'll feel relaxed when this issue gets sorted out, or I'll feel more secure when I have more money, or I'll feel more love if I have a partner, whatever it is, it's again, you are a victim of your environment, that you're letting something outside of you determine how you feel. But instead, when it comes to manifestation, if you're doing it intentionally, is you have to reverse engineer and saying, okay, well, I've identified I'm going to feel all these emotions when I have my desire. I need to start feeling them right now, and then my desire will come to me. And sometimes it's so easy to forget that as humans, we have everything within us to manufacture the emotions we tie with our desire. But again, it's we get into such a scarcity mindset thinking that is the only source of our emotional, the emotions we want to experience. That is the only way we're going to feel it. But here's the thing is that, yes, you can feel love when you meet your partner, but you can also feel love when you are hanging out with your friends or when you are surrounded by your family or by the life that you allow yourself to create by building a life you love. You can feel a sense of calmness when you have more money in your account, but you can also feel more calm when you do a meditation. There's so many different ways and we can harness that emotion. But like I said, the more you expect something outside of you to feel a certain way and also only give yourself permission to access those positive emotions based on an external circumstance or outcome, that is how you strip yourself of your power. And in that state of powerlessness, the lowest energy and vibration you're offering out of you are just not going to be able to create the outcome you desire. <sighs> Should I share the fourth one? Should I not? Yeah, of course, I'm going to because I'm feeling kind of generous. The fourth thing I will never do as an intentional manifester is intentionally engage in self-deprecation. 
even if I do have a negative thought about myself, I will catch myself so quickly and I will flip it because nothing will slow down your manifestation quite like the way you speak to yourself in a negative manner. As much as we can write down these amazing affirmations and repeat them a couple of times a day, but everything coming out of your mouth is an affirmation. Whatever you speak about yourself and your life, you are feeding that into your subconscious mind and that is going to keep getting reflected back to you. And the more you engage in self-deprecation, the more you lose trust and confidence within yourself, the more instability you create within yourself and your cells are always listening. And if you want to really step into the version of you who is thriving, start speaking like the version of you who already is thriving. Start honoring yourself and treat yourself like you would treat another human being. Because half the time, the things we say to ourselves, whether it's, oh, I'm so fat, I'm such an idiot, like I'm so dumb, like why did I do that? Like I'm such a failure, I always procrastinate. You know, I have no discipline. All these negative comments about ourselves, you would never say that to another individual. And why would you? And secondly, is that if you can't have your own back, why do you expect someone else to have trust in you? And a lot of times it's so easy to throw out statements like, oh, I'm just surrounded by toxic people. Oh, I just attract toxic partners. Oh, my family always take me for granted. Oh, my friends never invite me. And it is toxic to be surrounded by those kinds of people. And I empathize, but at the same time, really come down to come back to you and ask yourself, where am I being toxic to myself? And I promise you, when you can give up this one habit of self-deprecation, and if you find yourself going down that route, okay, it's fine. For so long, that's been your pattern. But cut the momentum and flip the thought and soften the resistance and start to speak to yourself a little more kindly. You will see that everything around you changes. Even the way people treat you will be so different. When you walk into a room, you will command respect. And you know why? Because now you've started to learn how to respect yourself. And so if this podcast episode resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Like I said, the link to the masterclass is in the show notes, especially if you're a long-time listener and you enjoy this podcast. Trust me, we're just scratching the surface with this podcast. In this masterclass, we're going to go so deep and it's going to be so good. And I cannot wait to see you there. But in the meanwhile, have an amazing day ahead. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fulfilled podcast. If you have an extra minute, I'd so appreciate if you could head over to iTunes and leave this podcast a five-star review. In doing so, it helps other people receive this message so they can also go to the next level in their wellness journey. I'd love to connect with you. So please let me know what your biggest takeaways are in this episode and tag me on Instagram at kushku.kway in your social media post or DM me to help me serve you better and create more content that you can resonate with. I'll see you next week, but in the meanwhile, I'm sending you so much love and goodbye.